You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. Well, Juliet, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm so excited to chat with you. We spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago now and we got talking about founders and burnout and, you know, starting a side hustle and growing a business. And I went, oh, my God, we've got to talk to you on the Spark TV channel um, and podcast. So I'm so um, appreciative that you're spending your time with us for a cheeky virtual vino. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. So of course, <laughs> of course. So why don't we start out with a little bit of your background and how you actually got to starting your business, Crack That Coconut? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've always been really interested in business and I think had a very entrepreneurial spirit since I was um, a young kid. I know my mom tells a story of when I was like four years old and had my first French croissant I said I need to open up a bakery that's real French like food in our neighborhood oh my God. Like that. and so that's very deceptive had... at such a young age <laughs> I know and so that that like spirit has stayed with me but what I've been passionate about where I've been directed that attention has has evolved <laughs> still love croissants though um yeah. and <laughs> anyway, I will never so, die <laughs> exactly uh, so I ended up studying science and law at university um, and went into management consulting uh, just to learn sort of the ropes of how businesses operate and um, yeah really enjoyed that but during my time in management consulting I was working sort of pretty long hours and mm. burning the stick um, at both ends and also suffering from an eating disorder so oh, really wow. wasn't looking after my health um, mm at all or very well um, but it, at this time I started to realize the importance um, of looking after our mental health and notice that a lot of people were sort of struggling with um, sort of the demands of consulting and not really talking about it and so mm. it was while I was doing that kind of work I started doing these weekly meditations and like stood up a mental health committee and yeah really started to find this real passion for um, helping people realize the importance of it and talking about it and giving them some of the tools that I was using to, to manage my, my mental health. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was sort of when COVID hit in 2020, I had, I slowed down, the pace slowed down a bit. It took some time to reflect and um, yeah, got some advice from a friend who sort of suggested I started getting help for my own mental health struggles. Um, yeah. And yeah, sort of through that process, I um, 
started getting a lot better and started really thinking about how can I help more people um, and help them avoid getting to kind of the state that I got to where it mm. took a while to, because you know, I was sort of burnt out because I just hadn't been looking after myself properly. Um, mm. And how do I help people avoid that um, and avoid getting to that kind of state that I got to? So, yeah, that kind of started this exploration in conversations with myself, talking to um, other founders in the mental health space and other people who, um, yeah, had gone through similar challenges and kind of realised that the real challenge is that we don't seek the tools that are available to us when we need them most. We sort of wait for someone to intervene or for us to hit kind of rock bottom before we kind of take action. And so I kind of zeroed in and realized that like there was such an opportunity in breaking the mental health stigma and having more conversations about it um, with those who are closest to us because they're there. It's just, we're not, able to recognize maybe what we're going through um, when we need to start having that conversation. So that's kind of what led me to starting Crack That Coconut, um, which is, yeah, a podcast and card game, Cracking the Mental Health Stigma. Um, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Epic name. I love it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's like, it's just been really, really important for me to open up more conversations about um, mental health. And so, um, yeah, well, I mean, I love it. And it's really interesting. And I think this is why I really wanted to speak with you more is because, you know, when we see founder, media, entrepreneur headlines, so often we see um, founder burnout as, you know, one of the, the things that we're kind of bombarded with. Sometimes I see founder burnout and I think, oh my God, I'm burnt out. I'm like, you know, it's that headline that, that triggers me. Um, but I guess I wanted to get your perspective on what founder burnout is, what it looks like and how we do actually get to that point. Mm. Yeah, and that's such an important um, conversation to have. And I'm so excited to yeah, talk to you about it because, you know, as, as a founder yourself, I'm sure you've, um, yeah, can relate to some of the things. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm taking um, notes as we speak. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, for just a bit of context, like the World Health Organization actually defines burnout as reaching a state of like, um, it's like a syndrome where um, I've got it here <laughs> resulting from chronic workplace stress that hasn't been successfully managed. Mm. And yeah, I think for, as a founder, like you almost are the business um, and yeah. often it's you alone or even with a team, there's a lot of pressure you put on yourself for the business to succeed, to, to be what you want it to be. Um, and I think the real, the real challenge with founder burnout is putting your whole identity into your work. Mm. And this can happen to people, you know, to so many people, it doesn't have to be founders, but I think it's particularly prevalent in founders because, because it is your passion. It's something you're throwing your whole, whole self into. And I think that's where burnout <laughs> occurs when you are, your work is your identity. And so I think, was. It's so interesting that you actually yeah. said that because we even had a um, a personal branding masterclass yesterday yeah. at Spark and I'm like, 
just hearing you talk, I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Because even our personal brands become about our work. So like you think about, you know, not just having a glass of wine on the weekend, but you're probably talking about and doing something that's related to your business. So it's like, you can't escape it. I think, yeah, no one's ever said that before. Like that, you know, your whole identity is wrapped up in the business you've created. I think that's a hugely important point. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, sort of feels counterintuitive at first that you need to disassociate yourself or your identity from your business because you think the more I throw into it the more I care about it like the more dedicated I am and you know the more it's going to succeed but what you're kind of making yourself and the business susceptible to is that you take the failures or challenges or roadblocks personally yeah when they happen to your business so um you know, things like, yeah, an idea doesn't go well. Um, you all of a sudden think it's reflective of you and you're, um, you know, it's whatever oh you God, see this your is trees so, are. This like, is me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, what you, um, like, whether you're smart enough, whether you're doing the right thing, whether you should have taken this risk on on going all in on a new business. And, and what actually ends up happening is that, when there's a failure in the business and if you're so attached to your identity is so attached to the business, then you break down as well. And mm. so then there's actually no one there to pull the pieces together and to do what the business needs to do to move forward. And so yeah. even though it does feel a bit counterintuitive at first, it's actually so important to have a detached identity because you need to be there for when something goes wrong as the founder um to to put it back together and keep the business on track so I think it's actually yeah a really important uh, but difficult thing to do yeah totally so how would we like I mean it's interesting because like I'm sitting here hearing the things you're saying going oh my gosh this is <laughs> this is me but how you know if we're new to this concept how might we identify that we've we're burnt out or that we need to even if maybe we're not burnt out but we're on the road to being burnt out is there anything that we can kind of I guess you know, have a little bit of self-awareness, have a little bit of, um, you know, do a little bit of a stock take of ourselves. Is there, are there any kind of signs that we should be looking for that we might not be on the right path? Yeah, definitely. So I think burnout kind of, uh, when you can, you can identify that burnout's starting to arise when you're feeling really depleted, like you've lost that, um, like, oomph, that, oh, mm. this feels amazing to do it. Like work starts to feel a little bit more, you know like a drag or that um you kind of finish a day and you just feel like so depleted rather than energized which is how you used to feel um Mm -hmm. so I think that's when you can start identifying and seeing that um that burnout is is occurring and it's also things like not being able to switch off um you know carrying stress through from your work into your personal life so like having Mm -hmm. um snaps at your partner and you know being <laughs> not sleeping <laughs> yeah not sleeping and sort of yeah not finding the enjoyment out of the things that you usually find enjoyment I think that they're mm-hmm. all like real telling signs that um I think often come up and we kind of we know that they're there and we sort of know why they're coming up but we're not we don't really act, act upon them and mm-hmm. yeah that's sort of your question about what can what can you do when we start to to recognize um these these things coming up I think 
firstly, if you've never really done the work to um, understand your values, I think that's a really important first step to like identify that you're not, you are not your work and you actually have mm. other aspects of your life that are really, um, really important to you. And so sort of writing them down on a piece of paper and like, yes, my work is like one aspect, but also my family my partner, going out with friends on a Friday night, like whatever it is, like doing yeah. exercising three times a week. And you start to map them out and realize, I think it can help you realize that your work is not <laughs> your full identity. Not the be and all that, and end all. Yeah, like mm. at the end of the day, if the business um, doesn't succeed, you will still have a lot of value in your life. And I think it's mm. being able to, yeah, detach from that. And something that my mom said to me once, which just, always makes me laugh when I was getting really worked up like I was totally I had totally attached my identity to my work when I was in consulting so it was something I had to unlearn um but she said like you know doctors they have to they have to come home after a really hard day like they might have lost a patient or whatever and like they've got to be able to detach themselves from it and Mm. go home and keep living their life because they did all that they could do within um you know to help that person I think that's so getting so, some perspective is helpful. Oh my so, God. It's so funny because my partner says to me, they're like, there is someone performing brain surgery right now, not as stressed as you. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like stress is, we all feel stress. It's like, how do we make sure that we don't take that home with us mm. you know, and carry that with us all the time? Um, and that's where that's where the challenge lies. As well. So then, so that's probably a good segue into, um, you know, the podcast, the card game, you know, what are some strategies that we can use as founders once we've kind of gone, okay, I think we're, I think we need to do something here. Or I think we need to ask ourselves some serious questions. Um, you know, what else can we do to be starting to, to mend, I guess? Yeah, I think, you know, first is looking after yourself and making sure that you um, do the things that are most important to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, getting enough sleep is something for me that like, if I don't get enough sleep, then my, my energy just goes like off a cliff um, okay. over time. Um, I think it's also, yeah, making time in each day to, to make, uh, do something that connects you with yourself. And so for some people like me, it's meditation. For others, it might be journaling, might be going for a walk around the block, um, you know, or like having a phone call with your partner or your mom or something that you just like makes you feel connected. I think that's really important, like making time for, for other things because work can um, can feel like it's taking up all that time. But yeah, I've been listening to this other podcast and like 10 minutes of your day or 14, 14 minutes of your day is 1% of your day. I mean, you think wow. about it like that, it's just nothing to be able to give yourself 14 minutes um, to make you feel, uh, yeah, connected, relaxed, do whatever you need to do. Um, and it's so impactful. So I think they're sort of like more tactical things, but yeah, it varies person to person, but I would say like doing what you, what you love, what you value, making sure that there's time for that in your day or week, um, and being kind to yourself. Yeah, not the, not the net berating negative self-talk that we sometimes <laughs> partake in when we're feeling guilty that we're taking time for ourselves I think that 
you know, that's one thing I've learned is to speak kindly to myself and give myself a little bit of grace when I feel like things are getting a little bit out of control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's, um, yeah, easier said than done, but uh, like the more you manage it and, um, yeah, prevent it from getting to that place where you do burn out and then you have to spend mm. the time recovering, um, yeah, the better it is for yourself, for your health and like, and your business. Yeah. And so, so interesting that, um, you know, when you were doing management consulting, you kind of got to that point uh, where you were burnt out. Um, and now um, you must be a sucker for punishment because now you're both working a job and you have a business. <laughs> so talk to me about that process. So how are you finding managing both? How do you um, do that successfully or, or you know or however um, you do and and how are you sort of managing you know not becoming burnt out juggling two things because I know we've got a few quite a few people that tune in who who do actually do both and they're not they haven't quite taken the leap to full-time yet mm, yeah no it's a it's a good question <laughs> and I think <laughs> um, yeah something that I'm, I'm still working on and I'm obviously actively managing myself because um, yeah at the moment because it is does it is a lot of work um, I think what the difference in um, how I feel about it now to what I where I was at in management consulting was a few things like firstly I look after my physical and mental health a lot better so mm-hmm. I make time for exercise I eat a healthy diet and I meditate like almost daily I'm not perfect <laughs> but I um I, I do make time for it when I notice that my energy levels are, are really coming down mm, and awesome. secondly I think it's because I find so much passion and um, mm. purpose in, in the work that I'm doing that um, it keeps me motivated to kind of keep going and so yeah I think that's the second and then third I'm better at being able to detach myself from the work so I go to my work I do um, my job but uh, then when I come home I sort of leave leave that behind or if I'm in my virtual in my work from home office I leave it in the study and close the door door. (laughs) sometimes you slam the door and that's okay too (laughs) yeah and like kind of make that active effort to Mm. switch to um, whether it's crack that coconut time or social time or um yeah exercise I often use like exercise or a shower to kind of break the two apart or my commute sometimes um but yeah I think it is it is challenging but what keeps the side hustle going is really my passion for the project and for helping people and the feedback I get that kind of just keeps me going that like you know when you feel like you're actually helping people and it Mm. sort of makes me so excited and I just want to do more like honestly if I yeah if I could I would do more but I think because I know I'm probably at my limit (laughs) my capacity but I kind of just have to go at the pace that um that suits me like I hear lots of stories of you know podcasts or other founders who kind of took their business from zero to 100 in you know two years and I'm just not going to be like that I think while I'm not doing it full-time I'm realizing and appreciating that I've got to grow it a more slower sustainable pace um 
I think that I think that's yeah. a really good point to like underline though, because I feel like there's so this the hustle culture was such a thing, you know, and especially I, I feel like when I started my first business scrunch 10 years ago, I feel like for the first eight years. <laughs> it was all hustle culture, you know, it was all like, you know, if you're tired, drink coffee, you know, like the harder you work, the more you'll get and rah, rah, rah. and I'm actually loving because it was interesting. I went through a personal phase where I was like, I, I'm just doing things because that's what everyone tells me I should do. You know, like I was really showing up in the business, you know, wearing the clothes, doing the things I, that's like the picture that I had to portray. And it wasn't until I kind of decided that I, wanted to run a business my own way that things actually started to fall into place a lot better for me and the business and um and I love that that has now coincided with the fact that there's a lot of content coming out online around doing it your own way you know around how people can create a business in so many different ways you don't have to be the unicorn raise capital be worth a billion dollar story you can still you know have a business that suits you whether it's your lifestyle you can you know there's people that work remotely have remote teams who make millions of dollars there are you know people that you know do so many different um you know combinations of of business ideas now that I feel like you can actually create something that aligns to you and your values and where you're at in life Mm. um and if you do do that I think that that's such a huge step towards not getting burnt out as well yeah that is that is so true and I think you're right that's the way I think more people are starting to think about it and it just Mm. makes it more sustainable and actually more likely for you to keep going with that project and and Mm. take it into a business and I think Mm. I have to remind myself quite frequently you know just because someone else looks like they like (laughs) <laughs> nailed it or grew so fast within two years and I'm you know almost well they're just pretending and... on Instagram realistically <laughs> you don't really know about some of these people <laughs> exactly and you don't but you sort of compare yourself and so you've just totally. got to remind yourself where you are where you are and what's important and I think yeah and having done the work of identifying what's really important to me and knowing that being being healthy um you know not being exhausted getting enough sleep is all Mm. really important um yeah enable makes me feel like the way I'm doing it's okay and yeah Yeah. I don't want to start a business that then I feel like this pressure to grow at a certain rate like I think it actually will influence the way I do take it full time when I get to that stage um which you know will keep yeah as you said enable me to create a business that is enables me to work in the way that I want to work and mm. you know at the pace that I want to I work at and yeah and I think like a common theme is just being really intentional about it you know one of the strategies that you mentioned was you know sitting down and writing down your values and I think it's kind of the same for people's business structure they really need to think about okay well have I created a business that aligns to those values that I wrote down or am I operating day to day in a way that aligns to those values Um, I think that that's so important to be intentional about everything that you do. Otherwise the days just pass so quickly and you're a slave to your to-do list. And then it's no wonder that people get burned out. Yeah. That actually just reminded me of this podcast I listened to and it was, um, I think it was the female startup club and there was someone, um, a podcast business that her and her partner had created. 
and they had created it to give themselves a lifestyle that they wanted where they could have a business that sort of um, you know self-operated if they wanted to go away for periods of time and they kind of wanted to have a small team that they could manage but then you know and, and that obviously changes the kind of growth and model of the business that, that you can um, achieve and they ended up getting to the state where they were growing to they were putting too much emphasis on growth and actually trying to pump out like I don't know five episodes a week or something and then they looked back and realized that they had built a business that didn't support the lifestyle they wanted anymore it was becoming mm. this <laughs> really demanding um thing and I think they then they sort of decide to scale back and go back to the sort of pace that they wanted to to operate at and you know yeah it is it is your choice as a founder and I think that's amazing that we have that ability to create a work yeah a work environment that we want to be in Totally. And it is really interesting too, like that kind of says to me that, you know, it's not a set and forget thing. It is a sit down, write down your values. How's the business going to look? But you've got to keep checking in with yourself. You know, you, it's this isn't just like a, oh, I've ticked off not getting burned out, you know? Because yeah, we all look like, you know, you get excited, the hive, it's doing really well and you go, oh, it can be like this. And yeah. Then, yeah. You do have to check in and um, make sure it's still aligning with yeah the values that you hold yeah no I love that so much um, okay so talk to me about the card game because I love so it opens up conversations am I correct in saying that Johnny give us yes. a, just a quick brief on the card game yeah so the card game is designed to open up more meaningful conversations between family and friends so suitable for um, for ages 11 plus and it really is conversation starters so like how's your day really or um some sort of quirky ones like would you rather talk to animals or uh, speak every human language and so yeah it's just designed to spark interesting conversations that actually end up going down lots of different rabbit holes um rather than sort of the surface level stuff that sometimes we find ourselves talking about I love that so much. Like, it's like, it reminds me of how some people are on like autopilot so much, you know, like, hi, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Like, oh my God, you know, let me go through those motions. Um, And I think sometimes when we sit down to kind of determine what our values are, it's kind of hard if we haven't opened ourselves up and had a deeper layer of conversation. Mm you know, it's, it's really interesting. I, um, my partner's really good at this actually. He, he's because of the type of work he's in, he asked those really gritty conversation um, questions and it really does kind of make you stop and think and kind of go, actually, I'm not just giving this lip service. This is really meaningful, you know, and, and I guess pushing yourself to really think about what's important to you. And, you know, if you don't have someone in your life that does that for you, I love the idea of having the prompt of the card game and actually inviting those conversations with other people. Um, that could work amazing in the work. Like, do you recommend it for the workplaces as well? Yeah, definitely. Cool. I mean, I think it's, yeah, as you said, creating that environment that can be really hard to just start the conversation mm. and once you have mm. a, like a game and sets the context and I think something else is really powerful is hearing other people open up about yes. their own experiences and then it enables you to sort of speak up about something that you've been mm. feeling or experiencing that's actually quite similar and then to build deeper connections and um yeah just 
I've experienced that myself in, in playing the game and heard some really great stories of people opening up about um, pregnancies and life, wow. like big life events because of the card game, which just brings me so much joy and um, yeah, keeps me motivated to keep keep that's, going with it. That's so good. I love that. Everybody needs this card game in their life, in their business, in their in workplaces. This is so good. So, okay. So tell me, um, we're going to wrap. So I would love um, just thinking about you know, I've had so many good conversations around um, you know, burnout, what that looks like, how we can overcome it, you know, how you manage corporate life versus startup life, all of the things. We have people who join Spark TV because they're actually wanting to break into starting their own business and they're not quite ready to take the leap. Um, is there anything that you would uh, tell yourself before starting a business? Any advice that you would give to somebody um, you know, who's kind of on the fence and, and feels a little bit nervous. Um, any words of wisdom that you might offer while we, while we wrap up? Mm, yeah, I love this question. Um, I think my, my advice would be to just get started. Like, even if it's the very, the smallest thing, you know, we, we spend all this time dreaming and ideating and, you know, we go, oh, is this going to work? And you sort of talk yourself out of it before you even give it a chance to succeed. Yeah. And I think the best thing you can do is like, MVP, you know, test, test your idea in a very small way. And so for me, that was like with an Instagram page and then a card game, you know, and then a podcast. It's like, you can actually just put something out into the mm. world and get instant feedback. And like, then that will give you a bit of the, the taste Next for it. And I think if you, if you get some good feedback, then you keep going and like, then it's up to you of how much time you want to dedicate to it. You know, if you're still in a full-time job, like, that could be hard to take that leap. You know, I'm still there, yeah. <laughs> not ready to, to go all in, but I would say just, just get started one foot forward. I love that so much. I, um, I was, I watched a training this morning as well. And that was one thing they said was like, just do one thing and get it right. And then just do the next thing and get it right. Cause I think sometimes, you know, you see other people online and you're like, well, they have a podcast and a YouTube channel and a TikTok, and they've got this cool website and they've got five courses and they've got this product. And you're like, oh my God, how do I do all these things? So I just love that advice. Like just one thing, get feedback, put one foot in front of the other. You don't have to be, you know, Nike on day one, you know, you just, yeah. just get started. That's, that's amazing. Oh my God. Well, you are fantastic, Juliet. Thank you so much for joining us today on Spark TV. Cheers. I appreciate having a, having a wine with you. Um, I just know that there's so many people who will dial in to this episode and, you know, I think take a look at what they're doing and if we have you know helped one person just you know avoid that burnout or, or take some steps to look after themselves then I think you and I have done our jobs today so I'm, I'm stoked yes. thank you for being here oh amazing thank you so much Danielle for having me it's been a real pleasure and lovely to yeah chat all things about um crack that coconut and yeah, amazing what you're doing. And thank you so much for the Spark program. I think it's been so amazing. And yeah, it's people like you who sort of help me keep going, you know? So thanks. And that's a success. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. Oh. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. Mm -hmm.
That wraps this episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too. You can also follow along on Instagram at Spark Founders Program for daily business inspiration and DM us with a guest you'd like to hear from next. Or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Thank you for being here. And if no one tells you today, you got this.